time to cover all things Catholic in the heart of South and Central Texas. Live from the studios of the Guadalupe Radio Network, get ready to rise and walk with Richard and Julie Reyna. And just like that, folks, it has been a week since last Monday, so we're bringing it to you live here in studio. Folks, my name is Richard Reyna, my wife, my co-host, Julie Reyna, has joined me in studio. Julie, how are you doing? Let me get the camera set up just right for you and me, and we are there. There we go. Woo! Good we're so excited to be back with you again on another Monday, blessed by the Lord. Um, we have a really jam-packed show today, full of a lot of great information and fabulous people. So we're trying to figure out how to squeeze everything in, and we're already sure that we're going to have an after party on Facebook. So if you are able to join us and stay with us after the show airs on the Guadalupe Radio Network, then we stay on the GRN Facebook page and we continue the conversation and it is an awesome topic today. We've got a blend of all things um, Catholic. We're talking to Deacon Dennis Spedes and uh, he is a sweet and wonderful friend of ours and we're talking about a lot of things that are currently happening in the church in our lives and we're going to get his wisdom and then we're also going to talk to Gerard from the Natural Woman uh, Womanhood. Oh, yes. We're going to talk to him about all things natural womanhood. And I really love that topic because his organization is doing some fantastic work. And so we're going to mix and blend those two topics and talk about all things Catholic, which is exactly what the show is all about. Amen. All right. Cool. Praise <laughs> God. I like this now because uh, you took on a new role right there. <laughs> I usually do all of the um, prep work uh, at the set of the show, but I, I like you doing that. So that's great. Thank you, Julie, for doing that. Uh, so let's get right to praying that we we'll get to, to Deacon that's Dennis. Right. And we're going to pray a, a spiritual communion. I say a spiritual communion because people have actually asked me um, as during this uh, quarantine, people that haven't been able to attend Holy Mass. You know, a lot of parishes are sharing the spiritual communion to, to pray, and some of them are slightly different, but doesn't mean that you can't pray something different. You know, they fall under the, the umbrella of spiritual communions. Mm-hmm. So if, if I don't use the exact words you're used to, that doesn't mean it doesn't work. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure if I'm saying that, but, but we'll <laughs> ask, add that to the list of things we're going to ask Deacon Dennis. So uh, with that, let me get this set up just right and mm-hmm. start praying. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Uh, my Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already here, there, and I unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. Amen. Our Lady Guadalupe. Pray for us. St. Joseph. Pray for us. Oh, I'm going to say St. Joseph, terror for demons. Pray Pray for for us. us. And St. Zita. Pray Pray for for us. us. Amen. In the the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen, amen, amen. Folks, uh, I tell you, uh, good, great show today. We have two guests now. We have two guests today. A little bit different than we're normally, we've been used to having, so down to two, up, up to two. <laughs> a little bit of a challenge, but, uh, we're gonna have an after party today, after show. Yeah. And we're also gonna include, uh, you mentioned Gerard Mijon with Natural Womanhood, but during the after show, we're gonna toss in there, uh, Jackie Aguilar. That's right, uh, Jackie's of, gonna come on. She sure is, and you'll see a photo of her, and you'll hear her voice, we'll catch her on over the phone. And I think you'd be quite pleased. So please take this video and on your phone, if you're watching on your device, click the share button and then <laughs> click on start watch party. It may ask you a couple other questions, but just uh, click technology. On, yeah, just press share <laughs> or start watch party. I think the, the third uh, option is again. And then all your friends know. 
and that helps get the word out. So yeah. please, please awesome. do that. Um, uh, so let's get right to Deacon Dennis. Uh, Julie? I know. Welcome, Deacon Dennis. We're so excited to have you. Well, thank you, Julie and Richard, for having me on the show. I'm excited to be here. You know, Richard has had the luxury of getting to see you every so often. Um, for those of us who are at home, <laughs> like I am, I rarely see anybody. So you walked in and I was like, oh, it's Deacon Dennis. How wonderful. It's so nice to see you. We miss you desperately. And I know there's many people out there that love you. Um, you are currently the deacon at how many parishes, uh, Deacon oh, Dennis? Well, just, just one right coverage. now, Our Lady of Grace <laughs> thing. That's plenty. <laughs> it was it was for a moment there. You were just everywhere watching over everyone. And I thought, my goodness, how thin are you going to be spread? We are so happy to have you in studio today because we're going to ask you a lot of questions pertaining to the situation that's going on right now. I mean, I'm saying I haven't seen you in a while because of the quarantine and not being able to go to Holy Mass. And we were discussing this before we started. What we really wanted to talk to you about, we wanted to get the inside scoop, maybe perspective from someone um, who's very close to the church and the way things are working as a Catholic deacon. How has this whole experience been, first of all, with the quarantine happening and, and Masses being um uh, public masses uh, being uh, closed to the faithful. Tell us a little bit about the experience. Well, I know in the beginning, so many times <laughs> I said it felt very surreal. Yes. Uh, if you've ever experienced the emptiness of the church on Holy Thursday, oh, when the imagine. altar is stripped and, and you know it's just bare and there's nothing, mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's one way you could look at it. But um, to have no activity in the parish... When on Sundays you're used to everybody coming and just the, the vibrancy <laughs> and all of that, uh, it really is, uh, it, it's something different. You know, it's almost like being in the twilight zone yeah. and, and you, you just wonder when, when will we be able to get back on, uh, a path of, of a new normal? Because a lot of people ask, you know, when are we going to get back to normal? Sure, I, I bet that's the question you get asked uh, a lot, Deacon. Quite often, and, and my response <laughs> is, well, number one, we don't go back. We always right. move forward because, right. number one, Jesus wants us looking forward. Okay. Only Satan wants us looking back. Okay. Because there's nothing back for us. Mm-hmm. Heaven, eternity is ahead of us, so we should always keep our eyes focused. Absolutely. So we don't go back, we move forward. Second Beautiful. is... There won't be normal. There will be a new normal. Because uh, a question that I ask often is, what have you learned during this from this COVID pandemic? Because mm-hmm. if we haven't learned anything, right. then, you know, we're going to make the same mistakes. And right. many people have learned many things. What's essential? What do I really need? What do I don't need? What do I miss? What right. am I yearning for? Right. And so um, as a deacon at my particular parish, number one is... We've left the doors open for the church all the time mm-hmm. because uh, our pastor, Father Martin Leopold, he wants the church Woo-hoo! accessible so <laughs> that if people want to come by and just sit in the presence of Jesus in the tabernacle, mm-hmm. you know, we don't have Eucharistic adoration because I was just going to ask you that because you all were doing that for a while, right? For a while, so- but again, yeah, we can't expect people to come. Okay. But he is in the tabernacle. Okay. And so the church is there and many of our uh, adorers do come and they fulfill their obligation, oh, but of beautiful. course they're not required to. But uh, and just to be really specific, faithful. so people understand, the tabernacle is still there. Of course, yes. Jesus is reposed in the tabernacle. Absolutely, he's just not exposed in the monstrance. In case anybody has any questions regarding right, that. exactly. Okay. So no. he he's there in the tabernacle waiting for us, and and uh, he's there 
anytime we want him to uh, be there for us, anytime we want to visit him. And so, uh, you know, as, as for myself, I still go into the office on a regular basis and I'm, uh, you know, trying to stay connected with people. I've done, uh, I did, a, you know, someone was looking for baptism because, again, we can still do baptisms with Great. a limit of 10 people. We're going to do a wedding this coming Saturday with 10 people. Beautiful. Um, we haven't had any funerals yet, which was kind of struck me as odd. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we did have one parishioner, um, Saviano Sevi Castro, that did pass Pass away. away. And we're going to do a rosary for him on Zoom. Okay. Um, I've done a theology on tap with some of the guys, again, just to stay connected. Really? That's awesome. So we've learned to use technology. And, of course, our daily mass schedule continues. And uh, that's where the real challenge comes in because I'm trying to find different people every day so that to you invite can spread them the joy to actually come attending. to the Mass mm-hmm. and receive the Eucharist. Mm-hmm. And so I've been trying to, that, that's a big challenge because right. we can't have more than 10. And, right. you know, so I'm calling different parishioners. And, but of course, we stream, we live stream our Masses and we put them out there so people can watch. And they really appreciate that because, again, they, they miss their parish. Yes. And when they see us there, it gives them a lot of comfort. And again, to see the holy sacrifice of the mass continuing. Tell me, Deacon, I'm I'm very curious to know <laughs> what was the feeling. And I know you and I just had this discussion about it's not about feelings, but this must have been a crazy, like you said, surreal experience to have the Easter vigil. I mean, we talked about this in preparation for Holy Week. How glorious that! Vigil is. It's just outstanding. If you've never been to Easter Vigil, plan on going this next year or this year. It's just amazing to start in the dark with candlelight and then the bells ring and the altars or just decorated. It's glorious. What was that like? Not having anyone in the, I mean, maybe you had a few people, but under no, 10, it was still so different from what it normally and is. And there was fire too. Yes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and there was fire, fire inside the church. <laughs> yes. and I thought that was fantastic. Um, I mean, again, it was there. There was an emptiness. I mean, it was it was glorious because we we got to celebrate that beautiful sure. liturgy. But there also was a sadness. You know, there was the joy yes. of the pro- resurrection of Christ, but then there was the sadness that our our brethren couldn't be there with yes. us. So, um, you know, and, and what it is is because we we are meant to be in community. Mm-hmm. We are not meant to be on our own. So, right. when our Brethren, our brothers and sisters aren't there. There's, you know, something's missing. So yeah. that's that's what it felt like. It was beautiful and joyous, but again, still something was yes, missing. Yes, I would imagine so. Now, one of the things we wanted to ask you was, tell us, I mean, we the faithful are looking, especially our listeners, are really looking to find, to fill our days. You were talking about being changed and learning from this experience. And I know a lot of people out there are looking for what they can fill their lives with to stay in communion, to make sure they stay connected to their faith and, and, and supplement the things that they're missing from not maybe attending Holy Mass or getting the beauty of going to Sunday Mass. Tell us some things that you would encourage us to be doing at home during this time of quarantine that might enrich our experiences at home and make us, our domestic churches, shine as much as when our domestic church joins the church community at large. Well, the first thing I would say is to pray the prayers of the Mass. I mean, there are many apps 
Mm-hmm. Laudate is my favorite. Yes. Um, also, uh, iBrevery. Those are two very yes. good apps. But number one, pray all the prayers and the readings. <laughs> and if you if you can do it as a family and then have discussions. Beautiful. So that would be the first thing. Second is there are many beautiful reflections. Uh, mm-hmm. Two that I particularly am fond of is uh, one from Regnum Christi. Okay. And again, that's available on the Laudate app. <clears throat> and the other is My Catholic Life. My, that, my wife introduced me to that one. Beautiful. And they both have very good reflections, reflections. Okay. on them. So reflect on the Mass. And that way, because, mm-hmm. again, when public Masses had had to end because of the quarantine and we were given a dispensation... We were just given a dispensation not to come to Mass. It wasn't right. a dispensation from Jesus. Right. And it wasn't a vacation from Jesus. <laughs> because this is about a relationship. Absolutely. And it's just like, would you, would you stop going to see your mother or your wife? Well, now we have to, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, I can't go see our mother. Yeah. But you, you understand, you at least right. you're on the phone with her. Right. You don't stop having a relationship with someone just because you can't actually be with them. You're going right. to, you know, FaceTime, you're going to Zoom, you're going to you're going to do whatever you can to stay connected. And that's right. how we should be with Jesus. Right. And it's, you know, through the through the mass readings, through those reflections. Also, again, the Holy Rosary. I was it, just about yeah, to if, say those of the, those of us who used to use the excuse that we didn't have time and that uh, we were busy about the world and doing all the things that we have to do as our vocation insists or our society exists. It's not necessarily the case anymore. Now, I can appreciate people feel maybe more busy in some respects because their kids are home. But what a beautiful opportunity to incorporate the Holy Rosary into your daily life. Right, Deacon? And exactly. Make it routine. And make it routine. You know, and and one thing I would also <laughs> encourage and I'm going to recommend if you just simply Google Rosary Confraternity. Mm-hmm. And this is the Dominicans Rosary Confraternity. Yes. There's a beautiful it's called Praying the Rosary Without Distractions. It's Ooh. actually a little book. Oh, you said that to me. Yes, you but, did. <laughs> uh, and I've given you one, Richard. And But I, I learned very much how to focus more in and meditate more on the mysteries. Beautiful. So look for the rosary without distractions. So, Beautiful. of course, pray the rosary. And also, if, you're, if you haven't been familiar with the Liturgy of the Hours, this uh-huh. is a, another prayer of the church. And again, it's it's available both on Laudate and iBrevery. Again, mm-hmm. you pray the Psalms and... I know for me, when I started, it was before my formation began because we had Dominicans when I was at my home parish of St. Anne. Oh, wow, really? And they taught me how to pray the Liturgy of the Hours, the Divine Office, and the Psalms are beautiful. And I really came to know who God is and how much he loves us and all that he does for us and wants to give us through the Psalms. So the Liturgy of the Hours is another. I mean, there are so many... Things and the those, church I mean, is we, so I rich, going. isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but those, I'll, I'll give you those. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm going to say it the right way, I think, in that, you know, I'm usually out at parishes, whether it's Knights of Columbus meetings or Ultra Society meetings, mm-hmm. Guadalupe Panos, uh, something going on several times a week, although, you know, back when things were, were before Corona. Can I say it that way? Before COVID-19. <laughs> um, but I've, I found the opportunity to be home more and spend mm-hmm. time with family and riding bikes and, and being present at home during this. So I, I, I look for the good in everything. You know me. I, I, I think uh, God pulls uh, good and creates good out of every challenging situation we may have. And I'm hoping that other people are doing that as well. And setting that opportunity 
for available for more prayer together as family. Mm. So hopefully a lot of you out there listening right now still have family home with you. Uh, one or all the kids are still at home Your and spouse. you've made it your routine mm-hmm. again and use the technology that we have for the good. Right. Maybe connect with family members, friends, if that you can't come over and see and spend time at the house, but maybe again, like this, I'm not promoting Zoom, but Zoom is obviously a, an opportunity out there, a software package app that you can connect with other family. Maybe you pray the prayer, pray, pray a rosary yeah. with friends via Zoom. Mm-hmm. Uh, all these things we just talked about, maybe praying it with others and start, you know, I want to use the new normal as a really good thing in that developing all these really good habits that we wouldn't have normally had the opportunity to do. I'm not sure why we can't be doing that. Well, and again, and our gospel this past Sunday was, you know, the road to Emmaus and mm-hmm. how the the uh, two of the disciples encountered Christ. And first of all, they didn't recognize him right. <laughs> until the breaking of the bread. And so we've got until to open the our eyes because, right, <laughs> at, at the Holy Mass, but that God is giving us an opportunity here. You know, right. Scripture says, you know, let those who have eyes see and those who have ears hear. Here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, many people have recognized this as truly a blessing. Yes. And while, again, we know many people are suffering because they're out of their loss of jobs and things like that. Yes. So, you know, as we start to move forward and transition, you know, another example I gave of this is, you know, it's almost like we were in an accident. Yeah. And now, you know, now it's, we have to go through therapy. We, right. We're, what we're doing is we're crawling now mm-hmm. because we, we, we know. And again, that, you know, again, I think I mentioned, you know, what is life going to be like after COVID? Right. Well, no, it's going to be life with COVID because this, like the flu and everything else is going to remain with us. So the question mm-hmm. is, how do we move forward? So we're crawling right now. We're going to very soon we'll start walking. And mm-hmm. it, it may be a while before we run, but we will run again. Right. We will run again. And I love the the fact that you're, I think a lot of people need to hear this. This is an opportunity. Yes, there's a lot of suffering. I mean, I can tell you when you were reading the spiritual communion, this is, I am, I am really yearning to receive Jesus again in the Holy Eucharist. And I know there's many people out there who are, I know there's many people who think this is all right. I don't mind watching, um, you know, the the Holy Mass streamed and I could get used to this. Most people, I would hope, are, are shall I use the word, tolerating this, mm-hmm. um, accepting this, being obedient, knowing full well that this is an opportunity to grow in desire to receive Jesus again and also an opportunity to grow in your own faith life and in your family's faith life in a way that you probably wouldn't have had you not had the slate cleaned and everything wiped from under you. I I feel like it's a great opportunity to encourage people to look at this as a positive, even though it is very um, disheartening. There's also great good. God brings good out of bad things all the time. And we need to be looking at that and deciding as we stay home in quarantine, I'm going to grow as I should be growing every day in holiness I'm still struggling towards heaven, right, Deacon? I'm still working out my salvation. Exactly. Is that a, is that a question if you're doing that? or, or <laughs> <laughs> We are all doing this together trying to get holier. That's, That's right. <laughs> That's right. And, you know, um, I reconnected with a friend uh, from high school recently after 40 years, and we were having a conversation the other night, and he asked me a question about grace. Uh-huh. You know, can we lose grace? Mm-hmm. And I said, no, we, we can't lose grace. Grace is not something that we, we lose because it is something that God continually pours out on us. 
And it's like the sun. The sun shines on the good and the bad. The rain falls on the good and the bad. Mm -hmm. But we have to cooperate with with God's grace. That's right. And we have to accept God's grace. So if I, for example, if I walk out right now with an umbrella, the sun is still going to be shining, but I'm blocking the sunshine. Right, right. Or if the rain is falling, I'm blocking the rain. So in order, and that's what sin does. Sin blocks God's grace. Mm-hmm. So, and that's another thing, you know, uh, confession. People have been yearning and calling for confession. No kidding. Yeah. I want to say God bless Father Augustine Estrada at Our Lady of Grace. He has been available <laughs> to hear confessions uh, for our parishioners. Uh, because again, and people still, they still want to come to confession and that's, and that's yeah. beautiful. So God's grace is there for us. So the question mm-hmm. is, are we cooperating with his grace. Great. That's a great idea. And and it's it's something, you know, one of the things, too, that I've been doing on my, my own Facebook page is I've been sharing the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, of course, we're, we are right now in Easter. Right. And know. we need to be preparing for the coming preparing of the Holy for, Spirit. For the, yeah, that's right. Happy Easter. I didn't say happy Easter at happy the beginning Easter. of my show. Happy Easter. Yeah. 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 And we're in a time of celebration. We that's should right. be celebrating the resurrection of our Lord and all the beauty that that is. Exactly. It's, it's not stolen from us. We nope. are expected to be an Easter people, right? And we are we are meant to be celebrating. And so if you are still sad, wake up. Wake up because Jesus has risen and in that glorious resurrection, we as Catholics always need to remember, we need to celebrate that. Celebrate, I mean, the, the, the beauty of being Catholic is to follow the liturgical year and all that that entails. And we are in the season of celebration right now. So we should be in including that in our prayer life, in our domestic church, and really bringing that home to the people that we have responsibility for as parents, as spouses. This is something we need to be remembering. Celebration is important. Catholics are always feasting, right, Deacon Dennis? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and so we, we have this time, you know, as um, I think it was St. John uh, Christendom said, that, you know, this is like one big, long Sunday, you yes. know, the Easter season, you know. Sure. Why in the world would we spend 40 days preparing to celebrate one day? Right. No, we, we spend 40 days preparing to celebrate 50. We know how to party. <laughs> so, and, and so, again, we have so much to be thankful for. We do. And, and I think, and that's what's important, too, is that we have to go out and share that joy, share that right. grace with others, especially those who are struggling right now. We have to give them that right. message of hope. That is that is our mission that is our evangelization as disciples of Christ. And you know what I'm thinking of, Deacon Dennis? This is very interesting. For for those of us, like mostly I'm thinking of Richard, who who and you, who go out and your job is to evangelize everyone you see, right? Everywhere you go, you're singing the praises of God. Everybody's you're talking about you're do. talking about Jesus and you're celebrating the Catholic faith and how beautiful it is. Because you want to encourage, entice people to live that faith if they're already in that faith or to come into it. But you know what's really cool about this time of quarantine? You were saying go out. Well, guess what? The people in your household, the people that that you see every day and we take for granted, those are the people within proximity of you. And it's fantastic if you think about it as, okay, I'm not allowed maybe to go out. We can go out technology-wise. But um, proximity wise, my family is what's right here and, and what a perfect opportunity to say, okay, this is, these are my people that I'm going to evangelize. These are the people that God has put me with on purpose because he knows all and he's perfect in his plan. And we need to be 
teaching those people in our household. Um, it's really easy to go out. You know how Mother Teresa says, if you want to love the world and you want to sow forgiveness and love, love your family. Love the people that are right there in your family. And this is a perfect opportunity. We're all complaining about how we can't get out and go here and there and do things. Well, guess what? Jesus is saying, okay, so who is your domestic church? Who Your children, your spouse. These are the people that you need to be celebrating liturgy with, praying with, evangelizing, learning. Get off, get off the technology for a little while and learn and pray together. Be that domestic church, right, Deacon? Amen. 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 Yes. Okay, so um, we want to talk about one more thing before we go to a break. Sure. We want to talk about what you think we should be doing while we're in quarantine to prepare ourselves uh, yes. to receive Jesus. This is going to be, I'm telling you, Deacon, I, tears slowly stream down my face when we are praying in front of our television and watching a streamed mass. And it, it's going to be, you know, the floodgates will open. I have no doubt for many people, as I'm sure it will be for me to finally receive Jesus again in the Holy Mass. That is a yearning and a desire. Many people are really burning with that desire. When the moment comes, and God willing, it will come soon, what should we be doing right now to prepare ourselves, to make our hearts a throne, to remind ourselves that we will be a tabernacle, a monstrance, to hold the blessed Eucharist in our bodies and consume our Lord, body, blood, soul, and divinity? What can we be doing, Deacon? Well, the first thing would be, I would say, is just, again, to, to pray daily and to let Jesus know that you miss him, that you desire him, mm-hmm. that you are longing for him. You know, mm-hmm. um, absence makes the heart grow fond. Yes. Yeah. And I think we, many of us are, are learning that. Mm-hmm. And that would be is to have that daily prayer. And again, it doesn't have to be anything said. It's just to take five minutes and say, Lord, you know, I love you. You know, I, I thank you. Mm-hmm. I love you. I need you. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I trust in you. Mm-hmm. I believe in you. And I can't wait for the day <laughs> till I can receive you. Yes. Body, blood, soul, and divinity. Mm-hmm. Because you are the food for my journey. And, right. and right now I am yearning. You know, we've, many have been on a Eucharistic fast because yes. they haven't been able to receive, mm-hmm. you know, the Holy Eucharist. So again, that would be the first thing is just tell the Lord how much you love him and desire him. Yes. And then second, again, all the other things I mentioned at the beginning, just stay faithful. Because, again, we're not on vacation not from on Jesus. Vacation. We are not dispensed from loving our Lord, for, for thanking him, for adoring him, for giving him what he is due. And that yes. is our our adoration. You know, our, yeah. I mentioned to you that I'm hoping that the the there'll be an increase in attendance in Sunday Mass. Of course, I'd love to see an increase in daily Mass. People turn that yearning into something uh, uh, physical, something right. real. Um, but I'm also hoping that when it comes to receiving communion, Holy Communion, or Jesus and the, and, the, and the Holy Eucharist, that they can, at least initially, I'm not sure how, how they're planning on handling this, but Hopefully the lines for confession are just... That's exactly what I was going to say. Lots and lots of opportunities. Would that we would return with incredible enthusiasm to receive Jesus, but before that, knowing full well, we may very well, if we haven't been to confession in a long time, maybe we are uh, fulfilling that obligation monthly, and okay, I haven't been able to go to confession uh, for two months now, so I really want to prepare my heart and be super clean before I receive Jesus again for the first time. What a joy that would be, I'm sure, Deacon, for you to experience 
to be at the church and to see this flood of, of souls come in to go to confession to our beautiful priests right before they prepare to receive Jesus for the very first time again after this whole experience. Absolutely. And I know that's that's exactly what's going to happen. We're going to have many people who are going to feel the need to go to confession before mm-hmm. they receive, you know, even though they've been dispensed. But again, you know, there are many things that go on in our lives that mm-hmm. that cause us to to feel sadness and feel not worthy to receive our Lord. Right. So, you know, he is always ready to give us his mercy. We just have to ask for it. Right. We just have to tell him that we're sorry, you know, through the sacrament of confession. And and then we are made clean and new again. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it's something that we should anticipate and look forward to with much much joy. Yeah, yes. I, I think some people are, are mistaken when when the public masses were suppressed or canceled for now. Holy mass is still being celebrated, but you know, if people find them, that doesn't mean that people haven't uh, do I say it right? Haven't stopped sinning, but so the need for confession is still there. Yes, mm-hmm. people can still. If, if I, hopefully I get this right, if not, please correct me. They can still communicate to their priest uh, and call them yes. or set sketch set an appointment for them. To receive uh, the sacrament of reconciliation, confession. Uh, I, I don't know the variety of ways of doing it, but I know, I think blessed sacrament. Uh, Father Chris is outside and and hearing confessions outside. Holy Spirit, you know, I think this coming Friday again they always offer uh, confessions. I think all day long. Oh yes, maybe seven a.m. to seven p.m. I forget. That's but, right. Yes. But um, yeah, but that would be the thing is to contact your parish because mm-hmm. I, I would guarantee you that they're trying in some they're, way. They're doing their best mm-hmm. to meet the needs. Of the faithful. Sure. You know, and, and we know, and that's that's what we are always telling our, our prisoners. We're here. Call us. Let us know what you need. Mm-hmm. You know, we're here for you. Amen. So I think uh, the Holy Spirit, uh, Father Antonio is outside where Father Miguel is inside. So there's still separ- two separate lines. Oh, great. Again, great. social distancing, six feet apart or whatever. But they're still making it op- uh, available, uh, the sacrament of reconciliation, confession. Yeah, so maybe don't wait until the quarantine is lifted. Maybe make the effort to go now because <laughs> you'll uh, be levitating out of that confessional or out of that off of that kneeler. Or off of that chair, and then you'll be completely ready. You'll be completely ready, and 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 it'll show how much you love our Lord and how ready you are. He'll be just so thrilled that that this time of quarantine has led you to reflect on your on your sins and your need for God and your need for the sacrament and the longing that you have to receive the Eucharist again. At your the Lord's heart will glow just the thought of His children coming back to him so thank you deacon dennis for talking to us about this i'm i'm once again so thrilled to see you so happy that you're well and uh we're just really grateful that you came into the studio today you're welcome thanks for having me and please pray for us we're praying for you absolutely amen amen we're going to try and keep deacon around with us as we go to a break right now don't go anywhere keep it out tuned to guadalupe radio network as we come back with gerard bijon and natural womanhood we will be right back Stay tuned for more Rise and Walk here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. On May 1st and 2nd, join a vibrant digital Catholic conference with amazing speakers, inspiring talks, powerful tools, and incredible resources that will inspire, enlighten, and fortify your family life. And best of all, it can be done from the comfort of your own home. The Catholic Family Conference is bringing together the shepherds and the lay evangelists who care about both the joys and struggles happening in your life right now. For more information or to learn how to register, visit CatholicFamilyConference.com. 
This is a Messy Family Minute with Mike and Alicia Hernan. It's a myth that there's a perfect way to be a parent. The reality is that every family, every couple, every child is different. But when parents work together, they can figure it out. We have 10 kids of our own, so we know this path is not an easy one. We used to think that it was our job to make our children into saints. Now we realize that it's their job to make us into saints. This parenting thing is full of dying to self, hardships that are both physical and emotional. Parenting makes you more aware of your sinfulness and weakness more than almost anything else you will ever do. But this is exactly where God wants us, so he can shower us with his mercy and love. God doesn't love us in spite of our humanity. He loves us because of it. Parenting is our path to holiness. And as we change and mature, we will be better parents. We may even become saints. To get more advice and encouragement, visit us at MessyFamilyProject.org. Hi, this is Father Eduardo Morales, pastor of Sacred Heart Catholic Church in Ovalde. And you're listening to Rise and Walk on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. Vocation Ministry has launched an international campaign called Uplift Your Priest that runs through May 1st. Uplift Your Priest encourages parishioners to show love to their priest. This is a great way to thank him for all his sacrifices, especially during Holy Week, to keep all of us connected with our parishes. Please pray for your priest and make sure to follow Vocation Ministry on Facebook and Instagram for the latest on this campaign. Now, back to Rise and Walk with Richard and Julie. And just like that, we are back with more Rise and Walk here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. And shifting gears just a little bit, we have with us in studio Gerard Mijon of Natural Woman. Gerard, did I say that right? I always that, make sure I get it just right. Very good. Thank you, Richard. <laughs> Mijon like Dijon. Got it. All I right. just like saying it. <laughs> um, uh, Julie, I'm actually trying to look up a few th- quick things. Uh, uh, li- at least initially, uh, Julie, get going with natural womanhood yeah, and the I questions mean, you have. Yeah, I mean, you've been on our show before, and yes. we've always talked about how I'm a huge fan of your of your organization, your website, everything you do. It's just so fantastic. Maybe for those of uh, our listeners who have never heard of you before yeah. or didn't hear, the, we encourage you to go back and listen to the shows we've done with you. But tell us a little bit about Natural Womanhood, your organization, even your website, and give us a little idea of what y'all do, how you started, Gerard. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Great. Yeah, thank you. Well, first, thanks a lot for having We're us. We're thrilled that you came into the studio. It's pretty awesome. I know. Like we're having a party. Very nice. <laughs> I mean, it's such a blessing to be able to, to get out and, and function yes. as, almost like normal, right? I agree. We've been here. <laughs> so thank you. Uh, Natural Womanhood is a nonprofit organization that okay. uh, my wife and I started 12 years, eight years ago. Eight years because, already. Feels uh, like 12. Feels like 12. Okay. It feels like it was 2012. <laughs> it feels like you know, a long time. Uh, my uh, so we, we we late in our marriage we discovered natural family planning mm-hmm. uh, as I came back to the Catholic Church and you know the theology of the body and all these wonderful gifts of the church. And realized too that there were some really good organizations that was that were training people into how to learn NFP. Mm-hmm. Billings, Creighton, couple to couple is very solid organizations. Yes. But there was a challenge for them is is marketing and and getting the word out. Sure. And um and we saw that there were really a lot of people who 
had the misconceptions about right. natural family planning. And so mm-hmm. uh, I have a marketing and, and communication communications background. Uh, my wife and I does too. And so we mm-hmm. we uh, decided, okay, there is an opportunity here right. to really uh, make a difference. And uh, and so we, t- we started Natural Womanhood. And the, the mission of Natural, Fuma- woman, natural Womanhood is, is to transform reproductive health by empowering women and couple, mm-hmm. couples to embrace fertility awareness, natural family planning, and comprehensive women's health. So there are three three dimensions, right? Okay. One is fertility awareness, which means knowing your body. So for, for women, married or unmarried, there is really a lot of science and really sure. important knowledge about their body mm-hmm. that they can learn through learning fertility, fertility awareness. Yes. That's one, one dimension. The second dimension, and that's very empowering for, for yes, young women. Yes, it are, is. You know, we, we know young women who are not married, are, are single, and, and are using these just for, for that. Mm-hmm. Um, the second part is, of course, natural family planning. And we know and we can talk more about all the benefits of, of yes. natural family planning. And the third part is for women who have reproductive health issues, natural family planning and fertility awareness actually offer approaches, medical approaches that we, we could all call holistic medical mm-hmm. approaches because they, you know, whether it's treating infertility, treating PMS, treating uh, PCOS. You know, PCOS and mm-hmm. other issues, yeah. there are ways to do this right. in, a, in a very powerful way. And you know, what really strikes me, Gerard, is perfect about your organization is that these are all the things, the, and I'm sure this is why you did this, there's so much inf- misinformation out there. Right. Every every one of the three topics that you mentioned, you can think about all the misconceptions, the misinformation, the complete lies that are being taught to people, especially to Catholic couples and Catholic women, about fertility, about their bodies, about, you mentioned theology of the body. I mean, it is so perfect that your mission is to bring the truth out and to teach people the truth about the way your body works, what a couple should be doing together, about helping each other, learning each other. I mean, it's a beautiful, beautiful ministry. It's amazing to me that God moved your heart. And when you said, uh, when you're coming back into your faith, I thought, isn't that how Jesus works? He's so brilliant. He brings you back and then he says, look at this beautiful truth here i want to inspire your heart to this and then all of a sudden you're here doing this for eight years now it's tremendous tell me a little bit about your website because the last time you were on the show you talked about how how many people do you reach in your website all over the world right correct yeah we've reached so far about 1.7 million people we started the the website as it is currently in 2014 so in about a little over five years uh, we've reached 1.7 million unique uh, individuals. That's amazing. Uh, and we get so we we, we get about 1,000 to 2,000 visitors a day uh, on, wow. the, on the page because we have so much content. So we mm-hmm. have over almost 400 articles dealing with all these issues, all these topics that I, I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. And so there is a thirst. A lot, you know, people. A lot of it is people who have are having. Ex- you know, bad experiences with uh, yes. contraception. Mm-hmm. One of our most popular articles is is one on a, uh, is an article on the IUD uh, side effects, the copper mm-hmm. IUD, which is touted by uh, you know the medical professionals sure. that uh, uh, promote it as a natural option because it doesn't Crazy. have hormones, but it 
it does have a lot of side effects and we've Absolutely. Uh, we had a, a lot we have a, had actually a lot of people reaching out telling us you know how this article is is making a difference mm-hmm. to the point that we actually started a new website really? someone reached reached out to us okay uh in back in October last year and said you know we 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 see a huge need for women who have uh, are using IUDs okay. uh, and and have all a lot of side effects mm-hmm. uh, to uh, be affirmed and and to find resources. Wow! And so so we started we launched uh, earlier this month uh, a website called IUDalert.com. Really? Wow! Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna have to look <laughs> look that up because that. It, Talk about meeting a specific need. Yes. If women are out there looking for, okay, my doctor has recommended this, or or I'm somehow thinking this is the perfect option for me, they can look up. It, I'm sure it comes up pretty high on the, if you Google IUD, I would imagine that it comes up pretty quickly, IUDalert.com, did you say? Or not dot yet. Org? I mean, we just started it, so, okay. I mean, it's, it's not Just the it's idea really that, you're, that you're putting but, that out there, yeah. I'm sure women are going to come across that yeah. website and yeah. be literally alerted. Right. To the concerns that you would have. Now, as you're talking, I'm thinking, I heard just the other day I was listening to an interview. And this is something that goes back to our first premise, which is there are a lot of Catholic people who don't know what the church teaches, what God says about the beauty of our bodies and how they're perfectly made to be naturally productive and fertile and fabulous, right? And we've talked about this before. I heard an interview with Melinda Gates, and I don't know that much about her. Mm -hmm. But she was very adamantly saying, because the reporter said, okay, now I know that you're Catholic. And and she didn't really ask her, how do you reconcile this? But she basically said, okay, you're Catholic, and you're a huge proponent of contraception. And she proceeded to say, yes, I was born and raised Catholic. I went to Catholic school all my life. But 90%, I think she said 90, maybe even 95% of Catholics contracept, and I contracept, and I believe in it. And when you believe in it, you want to share it with others. And my jaw just dropped, and I thought, <laughs> okay, this is a reality. This is a reality of our of our church that many Catholics, mostly through ignorance, we really just don't know the beautiful inner workings of our body, the the cycles that women have. And men don't know it either because... It's such a mystery to women because we've just been told a bunch of lies about what it is and what it isn't. It's such a mystery. And so I think this is this is another reason why your organization is so perfect. Can you maybe talk about your reaching out to I know you reach out to everyone and you say that um, people all over the world come to your website as Catholics, because this is what our listenership is really made out of is our Catholic um, faithful. What can you tell us about what they might learn from your organization and from your website that will really help them learn how to live their Catholic faith better? Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. Well, first of all, I want to address briefly Melinda, Melinda Gates' data <laughs> reporting. And that's, to me, the, the problem I have with that data that says 99, 98, 99% of is Catholic. Is it really that high? Okay. Well, the thing is that they have at some point in their life. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what, oh, and that's already gotcha. kind of an old research. Okay. Uh, I forgot the date, but early 2000. And, and so, you know, this is, doesn't mean that currently 98% okay. of people okay. gotcha. not a, right are using. Not at one time right but, now. It's yeah, at some it's point at in their life. In their gotcha. life. I think a lot of women are actually getting off contraception, regardless whether they Beautiful. are Catholic or not. There's a, a huge 
increased interest in using fertility awareness. Uh, technology allows it. There is now new methods or new uh, you know apps that you can use. So mm-hmm. it's it's becoming much more. Two things are happening. I think first of all, there people are women are realizing that it's okay to say I have side effects with my contra- with oh, the yes. pill, and it's okay for me to get off. I mean mm-hmm. that that was I think there's a big cultural change that's happening. Right. Two is that that they're discovering that the you know these methods are effective that that is a even when we talk to we, we do talk to catholic couples here in san antonio we do presentation regularly and jackie's gonna uh, talk more about that because we have a, a team of speakers and she's part of it but you know they they want to know you know the information the the scientific information behind these methods right, right. They, they they have to to have a level of comfort and they want to know the effectiveness, and, and so right. we talk about that. And that's a misconception that was before is that people, you know, thought or were told that well these methods don't work. You know, it's it's good for Catholic because or Catholic who want a big family, right? Right. That's all. That's the only reason to to use these. Mm-hmm. And so that's not true. And that's but that's why Melinda Gates is like you know pushing that. As right. far as as I think for you know your audience are, are is is that. That's, you know, uh, on our website, there is a lot of articles that are written for people who are using these methods already okay. to encourage them, to help them. So, for example, right now we're talking about COVID and I mean, we have mm-hmm. a whole new section about COVID and, mm-hmm. what, you know, and so there is an article, you know, if you're using NFP, how do you, you know, how does that work? We have, we just published an article about the fertile window, you know, to, because that's a question, you know, how big is, how long mm-hmm. is the fertile window and how do uh-huh. I know and et cetera. So there's, <laughs> so it's really trying to not just reach out, but we do want to reach out, but also encourage people, uh, who, who use these methods. We, our articles are written, written by uh, women and couples who, who use these methods mm-hmm. regularly uh, and are, uh, you know, so they're, and they're, trained in, in teaching them as well. So there is a good good scientific background and, and good support there. We yeah. also have tools for them to, to share, and that's really important. We yes. want people to share. Yeah, you know what I like about it now is is we get to interview you. You know, you get the female perspective and the male perspective because, <laughs> you know, again, the topic of natural womanhood kind of throws people off whenever it's you and it's me a, talking about it. So I know, right? Julie's here yeah, with me. I'm glad. Um, yes, but that goes always brings me back to the point, right, that it is so encouraging because men – Especially if you're in, uh, married. I mean, you're, you're half of me. You should know everything about me and I should know everything about you. And this is why natural womanhood is so beautiful because it encourages the woman to feel confident about sharing everything with your spouse and vice versa so that you can be on the same page. Yeah, yeah about it, 20% of our readers <clears throat> are actually men. According to Google. Yeah, no, and awesome. why wouldn't they be? Because, yeah. I mean, you need to know about your know. other half. Yeah. Well, what, what I like as well is, and I'm glad we had the opportunity to invite <laughs> Deacon Dennis to stick with us, because I'm sure with some of the marriage prep courses or something he's doing there at the parish, I'll let grace, maybe, you know, he's hearing some <laughs> things that maybe, uh, he could, he could can share with Maybe yeah. he could plant a seed about natural womanhood. Uh, <laughs> and Deacon, really, if you have any questions, you're welcome to say, you know, I got a question for you. You're welcome to ask more questions, because you have the same look on your face that I had when I first started doing this, going, natural womanhood. So, but this is, it's just incredible because, I mean, a lot of times when you're doing marriage prep, I I know this was a billion years for us ago, (laughs) but you don't really get a really good perspective from the marriage prep about what this part of your life will be. I mean, many people who are preparing for their, for their sacrament of holy matrimony 
are basically thinking about the cake, the dress, mm-hmm. the honeymoon, and they're not thinking that this is just one day and the rest of your life is going to be about the sacrifice, the beautiful sacrifice of trying to get your spouse to heaven and vice versa. And all of that is wrapped up in living God's plan. And God's plan is for you to be fertile and to multiply and how do you do that if you if you follow what the world teaches you, which in many cases is to not be fertile and to not multiply? Talk a little bit about maybe some cases that you've encountered. You get a lot of emails and a lot of uh, people reach out to your organization and tell you this saved my life, right, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Gerard? Yeah, we had. Um, I mean, an example that uh, came to, comes to mind is uh, it was last year a young woman in in Germany. Yeah. Uh, who had an IUD, a copper IUD, and she was uh, experiencing some very serious side effects. And so, so, you know, just going back to the, the copper IUD, a lot of, um, you know, typically, uh, you know, all, most women will have some issues with uh, bleeding, and I mean that should, mm-hmm. but that should not last. You know, right. so so that there are some normal side effects at the beginning, but for some women, it. There is a lot. There are very serious side effects. I mean, you're talking right. about depression. You're talking about continuous uh, bleeding. You're talking about um, losing hair, hair loss. Mm-hmm. I mean, wow. that's amazing. Uh, so this young woman was experiencing a, a lot of these uh, side effects, and mm-hmm. for two years she struggled with it. And found our article, and that really uh, helped her. You know, know okay, this is this was really what was going on, uh, and and so she got. You know, remove the IUD, and 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 that was um, a big change for her, and and all the side effects disappear. Another young woman in Malaysia was that's the one who said, you know, she yeah, I, I mean, she emailed us and said, said, you know, you saved my life. So, but I think I mean, it's hard to know really. I mean, there are there are risks we know of blood clots that are very dangerous for young mm-hmm. women, and we want to warn people. Again, it's not like saying, okay, all these drugs are gonna kill you. No, we, we, there's you know, there are side effects. There are people who are going to be fine, but there are people who are more at risk than others, and it's very important that everybody mm-hmm. is informed about these risks and, mm-hmm. and make right decisions. Right. Uh, and then, to consider uh, natural family planning as, as a very natural, holistic way of, mm-hmm. of dealing with you know, family planning. So, plus, if you're Catholic, there is the teaching, it's clear teaching that, that this, is, this is what you know, God's design for, for marriage. And, right. Uh, and so, so it's a okay. thing. I mean, you were talking about local activity. Last year, we, we gave uh, the uh, uh, talks to about 480 people. Wow. Uh, including, uh, we, we were very blessed to, to work with the Archdiocese Marriage Prep. Is it far? Yes. You know, thank, thank their, uh, their work at the, uh-huh. the uh, marriage and NFP uh, office and, uh, and uh, working with them, working with, uh, St. Francis of Assisi, Holy Spirit, and hopefully uh, other parishes. So we're doing uh, this uh, you know, training. We have three uh, trained uh, couples who can give the introduction. It's uh, it's an hour and a half to two hours introduction. Mm-hmm. Focus on the science, really equipping couples to understand Beautiful. you know the the kind of the basics of fertility awareness and, uh-huh. and the benefits of using it. Now, I see one of the topics that you have on your list is talking about teenagers. And in my head, I'm thinking to myself, okay, there's a lot of college students and a lot of high schoolers who are home because of quarantine. This is a perfect opportunity to have discussions with them (laughs) about the very big reality that they are facing in their social lives, in their their friend networks, 
um, teaching teenagers the truths and the realities of this topic. So maybe you can talk a little bit about your program. You have a program for teenagers. So we we starting so we're not one. we don't okay. have traditionally our target <laughs> audience were were couples, right? Okay. Married couples and and really trying to equip them. We <clears throat> we know that there's a lot of need there are a lot of needs for teenagers information. Right. So we have actually on our website if you look under resources naturalwomanhood.org and then resources okay. you'll find some resources there. Uh, for teenagers that are available uh, online. Beautiful. Okay. okay. But we also uh, are aware of, or became aware of a program called Teen Star, Teen and Star. Uh, and so that's a program that's very established, but it's it's worldwide. They are not oh. very strong in the U.S. yet, but they are doing more and more, uh, mm-hmm. even though they started in the U.S. And it's a it's a it's a program that's very uh, uh, I would say extensive. So we it's a it's Part of a, it's a class that goes over two semesters, uh, t- taught to a small group, cool. and uh, and so it's a in person. It's not it's not virtual, and uh, oh, okay. we have we have one of our speakers, uh, Cynthia Altar- Altamirano, who is trained in in and sort of in teaching this class. Wow. And so what we're trying to do now is we have uh, we're, we're talking with school and we're looking for a sponsor to help us. Wow. You know. Provide this, bring this program to a school as get a pilot. So once I think that is our first step is you know let's get into uh, provide this this program to a group in a Catholic school, maybe one or two classes, and and do a, a pilot and then promote it to and, and expand it to Amen. other schools. It's How a lovely. very powerful program because it teaches young women to to chart through the program and and so there's a. a they acquire an awareness of their natural fertility and sure. they completely change their outlook on, on exactly. their body and sexuality. That's what so the truth usually does. It completely changes your outlook <laughs> yeah, right. on, on reality. Yeah. I, I do know we're going to be doing an after show after the on-air yeah. show, but I want to make sure and touch on you have a gala coming up. We it's a little bit different. Maybe you do have a gala. For the, past, for the next three and a half minutes. You we three minutes. Okay. <laughs> there are two things that I really want to Go cover. For okay. So for one, one, the first thing is I want to talk briefly about COVID. What are we doing about COVID? Because we okay. realize that there is a lot of needs. I mean, this is different times, right? So yes. people uh, have to, uh, I mean, they're, they're, they're yeah, it's a great opportunity to learn NFP in other words, right? Way, right? Uh, and <laughs> maybe a and, little more inspired than usual since you're home with your spouse more. <laughs> yes, and I think it's gonna it's it's a blessing in that way. And so so we're uh, realized that we were brainstorming about how okay. do we respond. And so we have a whole sure. page, of course, on our website that's awesome. that deals with you know, a lot of articles about that. But also locally, what we're which created a task force, and we'll talk more about with Jack about it with okay. Jackie to to really help. Uh, people who are interested to orient them and then also to provide oh. scholarships. So we, we started wow. the fund and we have scholarships for couples who want to learn. So cool. we're reaching out to all the parishes as, and uh, in San Antonio to mm-hmm. let them know that, look, this is available. If you uh, know a couple who would like to learn mm-hmm. natural family planning but is not can't afford it, we have a process Beautiful. and we'll help them access this, this uh, education. So that's Beautiful. one thing. And that's available. And, and if you email info at naturalwomanhood.org, yeah. uh, okay. that uh, Sylvia Cotto will, will uh, our uh, you know, business Respond. assistant will uh-huh. will help you uh, with the next steps. Fantastic. And then the the, the gala is on May seven. How Woo-hoo. in the world is How someone having a gala? We are having a gala. How are you having a gala? 
<laughs> well, we had a we had planned a physical gala. Of course, we had worked on the physical gala uh, already, and uh, and of course our plans got tra- changed. Sure. So we are working with David Bright. Okay. Uh, who oh, came to our wonderful. gala last, last year? Oh, That's yeah. right. And he's helping us, and we're putting a virtual gala together. It's wow. on May 7th at 8 p.m. May 7th. Uh, and our key, keynote speaker is Abby Johnson. Wow. Oh, yeah. So we're going to have a great time. And I it's, bet. It's called a virtual date. Okay. Because we want this to be a party. You know, a, a, I mean, your home, All right. your spouse, you're going to have a very exciting time. A great to hear a great <laughs> speaker, and and you can you know have a glass of wine or. How lovely. So you're expecting couples to go in front of their computers or their devices and sit and enjoy this conference virtually. That's awesome. And they awesome. can be in their pajamas as That's well. That's great. Oh, I like that. <laughs> so it's a, it's a pajama party. We have, so the, the way to, to register is okay. you go to naturalwomanhood.org slash virtual. Okay. Like virtual gala. V-I-R-T-U-A-L. Okay. And I'm okay. sure if you send me that information, I'll pop it on the link for our Facebook live video. Yes. I know we got about 40 seconds low. Keep coming. Keep, keep giving that to me about the event. No registration costs. I mean, tell me. Oh, it's sure free. Everybody. It's a free event. Free. Of course. Fantastic. So, yes, we're, um, and we're going to have, so we because it's virtual, I mean, definitely <clears> we have a, a great group of supporters in San Antonio, about, yes. you know, over 500 people who've come to our, our previous galas before. So yes, hopefully they all are show awesome. up Absolutely. And, and we'll have a great time. But but also we have thousands of people who get our e-news, actually over 15,000 people get our e-news uh, on uh, every week. Uh, and so they're invited That's too. That's potentially a huge it's audience a then. That's all, fantastic. All right. And with that, we're going to be ending the show on air. But please, folks, if you're on Facebook, we're going to keep it going with the after party, the after show. Don't go anywhere, please. We're going to be ending the on air, but we're going to come right back with the Thanks after for party. Rise with Richard right and Julie To listen or watch again, go to iTunes or visit the Guadalupe Radio Network Facebook page. Have a question or comment? Email us at riseandwalk at grnonline.com. And make sure to join us next week for another episode of Rise and Walk. can now get the Guadalupe Radio Network app for your iPhone or Android. With it, you can listen to your local GRN station or any station in the GRN network from wherever you are. You can hear on-demand podcasts of your favorite GRN programs. You can connect with the people at your GRN station. And you can easily support the mission of Catholic Radio when you're ready. Visit grnonline.com. Are you or someone you know getting married soon? KJMA listeners and parishioners of St. Matthew Catholic Church, Frank Rivera and Real Mission Media would like to congratulate all those who are engaged and excited for your sacramental wedding day. Did you know that 35% of couples admit if they could, they would go back and hire someone to film their wedding day? For more information about Real Mission Media, go to their website, realmissionmedia.com or call them at 210-344-2436. The Discalced Carmelite Nuns invite you to come visit their monastery for Holy Mass weekdays at 7 a.m. The nuns are a bilingual contemplative community 
dedicated to a life of unceasing prayer, a gift of loving service in and for the church and the world today. The monastery is located at 6301 Culebra Road at St. Joseph Way here in San Antonio. Visit them online at carmelsanantonio.org. Come and experience the Carmelite encounter. Your connection to our treasured Catholic faith all day, every day. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul. Thanks for listening to KJMA 89.7 Floresville, San Antonio. On the Guadalupe Radio Network in South Texas. Catholic Radio for your soul. Catholic Radio for your soul. Heard also streaming on grnonline.com and on your smartphone.